What is going on, guys? Jesse here from Just Say It, bringing you episode 13, Operation Woke. All right, that's enough of that. I, I couldn't, I couldn't pass that up. When you can sing the Mission Impossible song to your loyal two fans. <laughs> You got to take the opportunity and do it. So what is going on, guys? Let's get into Operation Woke. Um, we have a full show today. The main topic is Joe Biden, obviously, because oh so woke. From Sleepy Joe to woke. And then we got a bunch. What do we got? Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six articles today. So we have a pile, including our main topic, Hope everyone had a great Monday. That was the last time um, we were hanging out with you guys on Monday, episode 12. I hope you guys check that out. If not, hope your week is going well. So we're going to hit you with another video here on this Wednesday night. So are you guys ready to get into episode 13? Let's get going. So here we go. All right. This is an article from the Gateway Pundit. Biden says police have become the enemy and calls for defunding the police. So we were waiting to see what Joe Biden's stance on this would be. Uh, he kind of waffled a little bit when it came to the statues. He was like, oh, you should take them down, but you should put them in the museum or put them someplace else. So and then he was like, and then he just he kept waffling on it, basically, because he didn't know what to do because, you know. Does he even know what he's doing half the time? He's obviously suffering from dementia. But now we know where he stands on the police. So let's get into it. There's video. There's video. So here we go. I'm reading. I picked articles. If you guys don't know, if you're a first time listener, I pick articles that interest um, that go around uh, pro-America, American news and anti-censorship stuff. So I pick the articles, but I don't read them. Or preview them because I want a live reaction on the screen. So I did not see any of this. So let's get into it. Joe Biden on Wednesday fully embraced the defund the police movement. The 77-year-old Biden stumbled his way, what else is new, through an interview with healthcare activist Eddie Bar Barkan. Eddie Barkan was diagnosed with terminal lateral sclerosis LAS in 2016 and speaks through a computer voice. Biden went all in and caved to the radical leftists like Ilan, Ilhan Omar and AOC, Ocasio-Cortez. He said, absolutely supports taking away funding from the police departments across the country. So let's check out the video here. Oh, here, hold on, there's more. Biden also said that the police have become the enemy. Surplus military equipment for lo okay. I don't want to. I don't want to quote. I want to watch the video. Let's get into the video. Uh, surplus military equipment for law enforcement. They don't need that. The last thing you need is an up-armored Humvee coming into a neighborhood. It's like the military invading. They don't know anybody. They become the enemy. They're supposed to be protecting these people. So my generic point is but that. Do we, we agree that we can redirect some of the funding? Yes, uh, absolutely. One of the things that we also need to be doing. I'm 
I mean, I really don't see where, I mean, direct the, he, he basically, he said he wanted to redirect the funding from the police department. Okay. So here we go. Watch a longer clip of the interview where Biden suggests Richard Brooks would be alive today if a mental health guy, oh boy. So in the full, in the full uh, clip, so in the full interview, he says that Rashard Brooks, if you don't remember who that is, uh, we covered that as well. The Rashard Brooks was the Atlanta shooting where basically the guy was drunk in a Wendy's parking lot blocking the uh, the access to the drive through Wendy's calls the police and said, hey, this guy's blocking the drive through Go check it out. Guys, all cool, calm, collected. Takes a sobriety test, fails it. The cop says, okay, time to arrest you and then starts freaking out. And then he steals the taser from the police. Police chases him down. Richard Brooks running, turns and fires the taser. And then the cop shoots him dead. So Biden says, Richard Brooks would be alive today if a mental health counselor and a tow truck were sent that night to confront him instead of a policeman. Right. If he's willing to fight and shoot a taser at a cop, what do you think he could possibly do to a health counselor with no weapon at all and a tow truck? The guy's either going to, one, he's going to drive off. As soon as that you say, hey, sir, you know it's on a cop, you're just going to drive off. Or two, he's going to attack. What happens if he attacks a social worker? What can that person do without a weapon? They're a sitting duck. And the tow truck guy is probably going to be like, I'm getting the heck out of here. There's no way that would work. A mental health counselor, right? Because these people really want to talk. No, they want it. They shouldn't been doing something illegal and they try to get out of it. They're not going to just comply. So you think sending someone without a weapon is going to make them comply even more? No, it's going to cause them to disregard them even more. It's just more backwards garbage that you're going to get if you elect. If you're foolish enough to elect Joe Biden, I don't know what to tell you. Forget. Let's forget all of Joe Biden's crappy policies for a second. The guy doesn't know it would be like electing your mother if she was 75 years old and had dementia do you think your mother if she was 75 years old and had dementia should be running for president let alone be president are you crazy are you crazy if you cast a vote for joe biden you honestly need a psyche val because the only reason you would cast a vote for joe biden is if you hate donald trump so much that you're willing to tank the country and risk everything to have that guy who doesn't know to have joe biden in there who doesn't know where the hell he is you're willing to risk all that just because you hate trump that much you need a psyche val you're you're a threat if you're so if you're not willing to do what's right for the country because you hate Donald Trump to the point where you can't contain yourself, I question if you can contain yourself at a job. I question if you could contain yourself around children. I question what else are you doing in your life? Biden is unelectable. You thought Hillary Clinton was bad, who was fainting and having seizures and falling in that parking lot and had to be shoved into a van. You think that was bad? This guy doesn't know where he is half the time. So go ahead and vote for Joe Biden because voting for Joe Biden is voting for whoever the vice uh, president is going to be, which he claims is going to be a woman of color. But why is it taking him so long? Why do you think Joe Biden said 
oh, well, I'm so old. You really need to think. No, this is serious. You need to think about that the VP needs to be there on day one. He needs to be willing to be able to be present on day one. Oh, I'm getting old. You need to, you know, you got to make sure I have a strong VP. He keeps alluding to the fact. Do you know what they're going to do? I said this to my friends. You know what? This is Operation Woke. You know what they're going to do? They are trying to be the wokest party. The Democrats are trying to be the wokest. They want to be the first party black president. Got that one already. So they're the first party of racial equality, right? So they can claim that. And then they want to sneak in a woman as first president. So they can say, first woman, first black president. Look at us. We're so woke. And all you guys want is a bunch of white people in office. You're racist. You're racist. You're racist. Oh, by the way, you're racist. So they want Joe Biden to win, which if he wins, God, God pray for us. And his VP, he's going to step down within the first year and, and let the VP be first female president. There you go. Operation Woke. They get first black president, first woman president. That is the plan. And let's see who his pick's going to be. Because if he's between Susan Rice, uh, Elizabeth Warren, and Kamala Harris, he's in deep trouble. Because they'll all, they'll all get cut up badly. Uh, he'd be better off with Michelle Obama. They are going to get cut up badly. So that's the end of our main, the main topic. We're going to get into our other five topics. If you want to stick around for that, we welcome to have you. Welcome, born the Jess, say a train. And let's get into this next topic, Breitbart article. We love uh, Breitbart. It's hard to find news that doesn't skew, that just represents facts or just presents you information doesn't try to steer you a certain way. Every time I, I try to go on Google News because I want to get both sides, but the steering and the constant pushing of the left narrative, it's hard to find articles that are not biased. It's incredibly hard. It's incredibly hard. So let's get into this article. Here we go. Mr. De Niro, Robert De Niro's Nubu restaurants and hotels took 14 virus relief program loans worth $28 million. So Robert De Niro, who hates our president, who's threatened our president physically, said he liked to punch him in the face, took $28 million of our taxpayer dollars for his restaurants. Funny, maybe he should issue an apology to people that voted for Donald Trump and to Donald Trump himself if he likes to take our money, right? I guess he's that broke that he needs our money. So let's get into it. Nubu, the posh high-end restaurant, of course, la-di-da, la-di-da, De Niro, and hotel chain backed by left-wing actor and raging Trump basher Robert De Niro took more than a dozen loans from the Trump administration paycheck protection program. I mean, you also saw in the news uh, some uh, some of the stimulus checks went out to like millions of them went out to dead people. Obviously, they probably got them back, but it's still they need to government needs to clean up and be more. Um, diligent in who they send money to and how they spend money in De Niro's eyes president trump is a mean-spirited soulless immoral abusive con artist son of a bitch but that didn't stop one of the actor's prime investments from using the trump administration's loan program for cash right you hate trump so much but you take you'll take his money right a loan program meant to help keep small businesses wrecked by chinese the Chinese virus alive, not uh, a rich guy's businesses, right? De Niro, here we go. The Nubu chain of luxury restaurants and hotels took 14 loads from U.S. Small Business Relief Program. 
up to eight, as much as 80, 28 million, which went towards properties across the country from California, Texas, New York, according to a report by CNBC. Uh, the celebrity chef and owner of the restaurant chain has a net worth of 200 million. Wow, but they need it alone, right? Meanwhile, Robert De Niro, De Niro who co founded it, is worth an estimated 500 million, but they're taking our money, right? Restaurants were among the biggest recipients of the PPP loans, which were a part of the government's response to financial difficulties that businesses faced during the Wuhan virus. The report added that the U.S. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin has said that the program was not meant to go towards companies that could reasonably tap, right? If you had money that they could tap into, you shouldn't be using this loan. They abused it. The luxury restaurant chain was founded by De Niro. They combined to have a net worth of 700 million. The group appears to have garnered at least 11 million, as much as 28 million from PPP. So the minimum is 11, max up to 28, making it one of the bigger beneficiaries of the program. That's nice. Anti-Trumpers get in our money. That's really nice. And the luxury group is not the only well-funded chain to have received government bailouts. P.F. Chang's Five Guys Hamburgers and Bojangles Famous Chicken and Biscuits have also received multi-million dollar loans. It's different. If they need it, it doesn't matter how much they gross. Because for those of you who don't know business, gross and net are totally different things. You could gross millions of dollars. That doesn't mean you're profitable. That just means that's what you took in. When you count expenses, you could be underwater. So it doesn't necessarily mean they didn't need the money. The report added that the franchises of both McDonald's and Wendy's also appeared on the list and some cases received loans of more than 150000 like I said, it, it it depends on the situation, but if he's saying those things to Trump, I don't think he should be getting loan. I just, I mean, or come out and issue an apology. Even even then, eleven million is a little bit excessive. So let's get into another article here from the Gateway Pundit. Here we go. We have a video here where. Someone, here we go. F you, you cracker ass. Peaceful protest, lol. Black Lives Matters thug harasses and threatens white school kids on their trip to Washington, D.C. Isn't that nice? Peaceful protesters, right? I've been saying this a thousand times over. This is about anti-American, anti-white sediment. They're coming for you. They're coming for you and your kids. I just saw also a video floating around on Twitter of people going to church being harassed and attacked. This is America. They are coming for America. They don't, this isn't, has anything to do with anything but anti-American sentiment. Okay, so here we go. This is, is this what you want with your kids going to school? Imagine your kids going to school and people start calling your kids cracker and stuff. What are you, what are you going to do if you're not there? You can't do anything to protect them. So here we go. A racist Black Lives Matter thug was recently filmed harassing, screaming, and threatening white children on their trip to Washington, D.C. This was absolutely disgusting. So will the left defend this too, right? Or they will ignore it like the rest of the rioting, looting, and beatings. Okay, so Susan St. James on Twitter, I follow her, tweeted the video. Okay, I'm officially fed up. Here are children being threatened in Washington, D.C. on a school trip. Getting called a cracker ass and a little bitch. Lock these animals up. Do something. So if you want to follow Susan, you can follow her at Susan, which is S-U-S-A-N-S-T-J-A-M. 
ES3 at uh, Twitter. Uh, so let's play the clip here. Uh, warning if you have kids around, this is... Uh, I saw about two seconds of it, then I cut off. This gets a little, uh, a little wordy. Wow, thank God the cops showed up. So I saw school kids of about... Did, he, did they say what? No, school kids on a trip. It looks like somewhere between 8th grade and high school kids. Okay. Probably high school kids. But you just see kids walking straight in a line, not doing anything, not even engaging with the guy. And this black gentleman, dressed in all black with a scarf around his neck, is just like verbally not only verbally threatening them like you heard but he's like walking up and with his body gestures like getting really confrontational and all you see is old white teachers and no one to really protect these kids like this is this is sick so if he wanted to assault those kids what could what could the kids really do i mean it's it's dangerous and it's it's out of control i mean what did those kids do to anybody nobody alive in the united states today own slaves actually what's going on in africa they're killing white farmers and taking their land so who should be outraged right now i'm not talking 200 years ago who should be outraged right now white people are getting attacked in africa so i don't know what to tell you and white people right now are getting attacked in the united states trump supporters are getting attacked no matter what color they are in the united states conservatives are getting attacked no matter what you do in the united states it's sh be radical left or shut the hell up that's what it is right now this is the united states and you're letting these people walk you down you all need to do your part and stop this if you see it if this is in your area or town, you need to go there and stop this crap. It is out of control. I mean, these poor kids. I mean, what can these kids do, man? If I was, ugh, I don't want to, I don't want to go there. But if I was there with those kids, man, that guy would be in a little bit of trouble. A little bit of trouble. Okay, so here we go. So we have an article from News Beta. So news.com, the article. So just imagine you're jogging. You're jogging down the street in Florida. You're just minding your own business. You just woke up. You're trying to get your run in before you go to work. And you're jogging. And you look down. Oh, crap. There's a head on the ground. <laughs> I mean, does it, get, does it get more crazier than that? So let's get into this article from news. Florida jogger finds human head on the side of the road during her morning run. Wow, that is this. What would you do if you were jogging? Is that a human head? Like, what do you do? Like, I would kind of be scared to report it, right? Because who are they going to question first? The person who found it. So let's get into it. The St. Petersburg jogger who follows the same route almost daily got a head scratch, pun intended, a head scratching surprise on Tuesday morning. Authorities in St. Petersburg, Florida are investigating a horrific find after a jogger came upon a severed head 
the Tampa Bay Times reports, the Florida woman made the shocking discovery around 7 a.m. on Tuesday. The head was sitting in a grassy area between the sidewalk and the road. The human head that the jogger discovered was so decomposed that the Florida investigators had not yet been able to determine much about the person to whom it belonged. Wow, it must have been out there a while. Although Florida kind of swampy, I don't know if it was wet or not. Fernandez went on to say that the human head the Florida jogger found a lot of people might have thought it was just an animal, but she perceived it really did look human. The local medical examiner will conduct analysis of the head in effort to identify its owner. Wow, that's disgusting. The Florida jogger found the human head on 38 Ave South near 31st Street South adjacent to Interstate 275 overpass. So if you're in Florida, watch out. Heads are going to roll. LOL. Florida detective had been canvassing the area where the jogger found the human head. Investigatings are searching for more of the remains. They are searching for more of the human remains. The investigation also hoped to find other clues. It is possible that the human head was severed quite some time ago and only very few recently placed in the spot, right? It could have been, the head could have been cut off ages ago and they just put there for the fun of it, right? Imagine it was like Halloween or something. You go to someone's house, trick or, or just someone's porch and there's a real human head sitting there. You're like, what the? So this is quite a new scene and our investigators are out there looking into it. St. Petersburg PD public information officer told the son. The jogger who runs the same route almost daily indicated she had passed by the spot in St. Petersburg, Florida, where she found the severed head on Sunday and it was not there. Okay, so we, so she jogged on Sunday as well. So between Sunday afternoon and Tuesday morning, someone put a head there. The street, which is surrounded by woods, does not get much traffic. For now, a portion of the avenue alongside where the Florida jogger found the human head has been closed. The police have been requested that local drivers avoid the area. They put out a call asking for tips. So if you have a tip on this, if you happen to be listening in Florida, call 727-893-7780. Now that is something else. So we have two more articles left, and this one is another wacky one for you guys. If you guys have, haven't watched the show before, I try to mix it up between some fun, fun for us, not fun for, obviously, the person with the missing head. Uh, some fun articles and then some serious so we can have a little bit of fun here. So let's get into another sort of fun one, I guess. <laughs> the New York Post. Here we go. Oregon man driving a stolen car crashes into a woman driving another stolen car. I posted on Twitter. What are the chances of like, I like to know the odds. What are the odds of that happening? Someone stole a car or someone has a stolen car and rammed it into another stolen car. I mean. It's the first time I've ever heard of this. So let's get into it. A police chase in Oregon ended when a driver fleeing authorities in a stolen car crashed into a woman driving another stolen car. The debacle took place Monday when police responded to a report of a stolen Toyota Land Cruiser driving through downtown Newburgh, according to the Newburgh Dundee police. A pursuit ensued and lasted for several blocks until the driver crashed into another car near an intersection. Cops identified the driver of the first car as Randy Lee of Portland. 
After taking Cooper into custody, the police realized that the second car was also reported stolen in an unrelated crime three weeks ago. The driver of that car, Kristen, was also found to be under the influence. Wow. Cooper was charged with, with unauthorized use of a motor vehicle attempt and attempting to elude police, assault, and reckless driving. Wow. I mean, he actually did the cops a favor, right? Crazy. Uh, hopefully no one got uh, hurt during the police chase, though. So here we go. The last article of episode 13, which is a Fox News article. Seattle is in the news again. And as you can guess, it's not for a good reason. Uh, for those of you who know, Seattle used to be the home of Chop slash Chaz slash uh, Nation over there. So here we go. Seattle held segregated training session on undoing whiteness. Encouraged staffers to forfeit guaranteed physical safety. Racism is not our fault, but we are responsible. One handout declared. Um, I don't know how <laughs> that statement isn't contra dicting but i i can't i can't compute that's like one of those things you hear and you just can't compute it the seattle the city of seattle had held a racially segregated oh because that's great right let's just go backwards like we talked about in our last show let's go backwards now we're gonna resegregate things right they want this crap to exist so they have something to talk about held a racially segregated employee training session aimed at white staffers. Sounds racist to me. <coughs> and instructing them on undoing your own whiteness, however you do that. In order to be held accountable by people of color, according to documents obtained by public records request. The session took place on June 12th as protesters took part in the so-called Capitol Hill organized protest in the Capitol District. One handout distributed in this session reportedly declared how racism is not our fault, but we are responsible. Brain freeze. Another said white staffers must give up the land. Here we go. This is exactly what they're doing in Africa right now. And their guaranteed physical safety, whatever that means. In order to be an accomplished for racial justice. Right. So give up all your belongings and allow people to physically hurt you. Then you prove you're not racist anymore. Right. And these are things that are going on in the United States. Like this stuff exists. These people are sick. Start voting. Or stop voting for these nut jobs. I don't know what else to say. Vote, vote, vote. Christopher F. Rofo, an editor for the City Journal and director of the Discovery Institute Center on Wealth and Poverty, said he filed a public records request regarding the training session on Monday. He published copies of the materials distributed to employees in the session on his Twitter account. Okay. According to his screenshots, the Office of Civil Rights hosted a two-and-a-half-hour training on internalized racial superiority for white people. Wow. 
Imagine, imagine if that was said about someone of any other race. In the email invitation to the event, the office asked city employees who identify as white to join this training to learn, reflect, challenge ourselves, and build skills and relationships that help us show up more fully as allies and accomplices for racial justice. We'll examine our complicity in the system of white supremacy. Wow. How we internalize and reinforce it and begin to cultivate practices that enable us to interrupt racism in ways to be accountable to black indigenous and indigenous people of color. P-I-P-O-C is what they're called. <laughs> God, all these acronyms for everything. Folks within our community, the, inv- the email invitation said. The name of the initial sender was redacted. Oh, he wants to hide his name, huh? The city of Seattle has refused to provide the names of the diversity trainers. Why is that? Because they know what they're doing is messed up. If they were proud to stand behind this crap, they would put their names on it, right? Are you, would you, why would you hide your name? Why? Oh, sh- weird, huh? The budget for the program or the video of the session. Oh, no video proof, right? No video proof of the indoctrination of these people. Oh, do it behind closed doors, right? That's always a good precedent. Hey, I want to, I want to do something, but I only want to do it behind closed doors. You know that's going to end well, right? That's always a positive thing. I'm going to keep pushing because this is exactly the kind of thought policing they want to implement everywhere. Rovo tweet exactly thought police. The new cultural revolution is being fought via corporate HR. Yep. Like I said, we're being we're in WW3 and there doesn't need to be a shot fired. They're attacking us through the media. They're attacking us through our schools. They're attacking us through the internet. They have us surrounded, folks. Wake up. Freedom of speech and your livelihood as you know it is in jeopardy unless you make these people stop. The new cultural revolution is being fought at HR, diversity training, and public school curriculums. No kidding. When you find something like this in your community, expose it, criticize it, mock it, and reject it. 100%. I don't know about the mocking part, but definitely criticize it, expose it, and reject it. Those who attempt this, who attended the session were shown handouts, including one that encouraged them to cultivate networks with other white people who are practicing anti-racist accomplishhood. So you can talk through your struggles in the work of undoing your own whiteness. Right. Diversity trainers instructed white employees in practicing self-talk that affirms our complicity in racism. Racism is not our fault, but we are responsible. In order to be considered accomplices, white employees must give up comfort, guaranteed physical safety, expectations or presumptions of emotional safety, control all over other people over and over their land and relationships and some other white people white employees were also urged to give up niceties from neighbors and colleagues the certainty of your job and accepting jobs and promotions when we are not qualified including racial equity jobs employees were presented with a flow they have flow charts apparently that demonstrated how white people keep the system going by being socialized to ca- cause harm to POC, people of color. 
Justify why we are superior and have been wronged by people of color. Use anger and self-righteousness and defensiveness to mask fear, shame, or guilt. Show up small and inauthentic. Finally, are unable to imagine a way forward that comes from a place of humanity, thus reinforcing the status quo. Those who attended the session were also shown a data sheet titled The Assimilation to Whiteness, which claimed to document how those of Arab, Jewish, German, Italian, Armenian, Irish descent still classify as white. Okay. Employees were taught how to interrupt their whiteness by being honest and implicate yourself either in the moment or past experience in which you acted similarly. Don't blame others. Don't distance. Don't make yourself seem better. None of us is, a handout said. Wow, they can't even speak, right? You are also white, and what someone else did to you today, you may do tomorrow. All right, that, I mean, that's a, that's enough of that. So what do you think of that? I mean, that was a word, that was a word, uh, Smith jumbler there. Seattle's a cesspool. New York is a cesspool. Portland is, Atlanta's a cesspool. California's a cesspool. New Jersey's successful. Oh, what do all those states have in common? I'll give you a second to think about it. Dun 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 boom boom. Democrat ran cities. Isn't it a shocker? Like Donald Trump Jr. posted uh the thing where the highest like 20 crime cities one, only one of them was red 18 of the red one was independent 18 of the rest highest crime democrat ran cities it's not a coincidence it's stats i don't know what else to tell you vote these people out and all the people that are dems and hate the way their towns and cities turn into don't leave there go to a red state and keep voting blue Unless you want to ruin that state too. That's what I don't understand. People want to leave things and they want to ruin it like, and they want to go back and ruin it. Like the people who hate America, they don't want to leave, but then they, they still want to ruin it. The whole thing doesn't make any sense. These people are sick. The Democrats are sick. They're not, it's not even Democrat and Republican anymore. It's anti-USA versus pro-USA. That's it. That's what it is. So, don't let Operation Woke be accomplished. They want to sneak in the first female president. They tried last in 2016, but Trump won. Trump won. And we need to make them cry again. I can't wait till November 3rd watching them cry again. Watching them scream in the streets again. I cannot wait for it. So, thanks for hanging out. We'll be back with one more show before the weekend's episode 14. We'll be back shortly. Thanks for hanging out again, guys. Peace out.